What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. I am Chip Hazard. And uh, unfortunately, Roger could not be with us again this week. So, Roger, hope everything's okay for you, Bubba. We love you. We uh, hope everything's okay. Um, he did send us in our, his uh, picks this week, and uh, we look forward to that. Uh, but before we go over week five, we are going to talk about week four that just took place this past week. Um, and I think we all were kind of the same in terms of, I think you had one game predicted more than we did. Am I correct, Chip? That is correct. Yeah, I think me and me and Raj went nine and seven, and you went 10 and six so yeah i was the only one that said dallas would win so there you go that being said though we we are going to jump onto the uh we're going to start off with the thursday night game uh the jacksonville jaguars and the cincinnati Bengals. um man if you'd have told me the cincinnati Bengals would be three and one i would have been like nah you 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 faking for the camera uh but no i mean but you know what though this honestly this game was the tale of two halves because jacksonville came out swinging and and literally, you know, had it was fourteen to nothing going into the half, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, Jacksonville could possibly get their first win of the year this year. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence didn't have a big game. He had 204 yards, no touchdowns, but he didn't throw an interception, and he had a rushing touchdown. James Robinson was 78 yards and a touchdown. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he they they did pr- pretty good, okay, on 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 off on offensively. Uh, their de- I just think their defense let them down in the end. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it definitely the the defense let them down. Uh, Trevor Lawrence actually looked really good in this game. Right. Uh, it, it's as if he's getting his feet under him. In in, in a sense, um, you know the the first first few games he didn't look great, and uh, you know I got to thinking I was like, man, you know they really traded. Uh, Gardner Minshew away and you know through the first half of uh, last season with him as the starter he, he looked a whole lot better than Trevor Lawrence has you know up until this point right um, I mean what was it I seen a statistic the other day and I meant to write it down uh, Gardner Minshew threw six interceptions his rookie season like the whole season, oh Trevor yeah, yeah, Lawrence yeah, 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 yeah. Trevor Lawrence threw six, six interceptions in the first four, three games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I seen that. I mean, yeah, I seen that stat. Yeah, and that's not indicative to how you know good Trevor Lawrence can be. It's just right. you know when you're you're comparing two sample size um, seasons. Uh, for a quarterback that was on the exact same team, then, you know, it looks bad for Trevor Lawrence. We'll see where right. that goes. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, th- he they did have some good games. Um, Leveska Shinholt Jr., I want to say that's how his name is pronounced. He was a leading receiver with six receptions and 99 yards. Um, you know, the defense played pretty good. Um couple of tackles for losses adam go uh, uh was the only one who had a sack unfortunately now the Bengals, though the Bengals did come out to play joe burrow 348 yards and two touchdowns joe mixon ran four touchdowns and 67 yards tyler boyd lit, lit it up man nine receptions 118 yards cj uzma i want to say that's how his name's pronounced five receptions 95 uh, 95 yards and two touchdowns also jamar chase six receptions 77 yards Really, you know, putting in that work. Logan Wilson had a sack, um, you know. So they, so they, so I think that it, again, it's it's so surprising to me 
that the Cincinnati Bengals are three and one. Like I figured they would have been one of those teams that would be still kind of lingering at the bottom of the barrel. Now, I mean, they're tied pretty much at the top of the AFC North with the Browns and the Ravens right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, and who who would have thought that the, the Steelers were going to be the worst team in that division so far? Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's mind boggling the way that that things work out. But and I got to be honest, man, the, you know how everybody shits on Thursday night football, saying, "Oh, you know, Thursday night they always give you throwaway games and things of that nature." But if, but most of the time when people say that, it's because they don't really watch the games. It's like, oh, it's two teams that don't really aren't. They're not playoff contenders or anything like that, so I don't really give a shit. No, every Thursday night game that has play, been played this year has been freaking great, like edge-of-your-seat type games. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, they've been and, really and, good. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the next one, the next game. This is, uh, oh, my, I'm not even, I can't believe I'm fixing to say this. The New York Jets beat the Tennessee Titans 27-24 to in overtime. What? the hell like it blows my mind to think that this but you know what i mean ryan Tannehill, you know 298 yards and a touchdown and that's the thing derrick henry 157 yards and a touchdown 157 yards rushing and a touchdown jeremy uh mcnichols eight receptions 74 yards like they were throwing it all over the field man i mean they were really really playing a good solid game the Jets, though, like, I mean, you had Michael Carter with, you know, 380, I'm sorry, not 380, wow, uh, 38 yards and a touchdown uh, rushing. Um, Corey Davis actually had a good game for, I guess, going back to uh, um, playing against the t- Titans, his former team, um, was able to um, put, put a good game, you know, four receptions, 111 yards and a touchdown. Jamison Crowder had 61 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, <laughs> the fact that now Zach Wilson finally has his first win of the year, you know, um, it was, I mean, it, this is, this is an interesting statistic. Zach Wilson is the first Jets quarterback to, with two passing touchdowns in two of his first four career starts since Chad Pennington in 20, in, in 2002. I'm thinking, huh, like, like, for me, I'm like, shouldn't all quarterbacks be, like, having good statistics like that? Like, I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson, I mean, for all intents and purposes, if you just look at the game that he played this past week, I mean, two, I mean, I, mean, I would honestly say it's probably the best game that he's had. You know, 297 yards passing, Two touchdowns. He did have that interception, but he only got sacked one time. So that's good. Like he only got sacked one time. So the so the uh the offense has uh, the offensive line has actually said, okay, we're gonna we, we need to protect him today. You know what I mean? Which he should have been protecting his ass all year, but we need to protect him today. Um and how are how are your thoughts? I mean, obviously, I think we all picked Tennessee to win this game, and pff, yeah, oh. we, there you go. We did all pick Tennessee to win this game, but this is what happens when there are you have two guys that are your stars, right? Right. Uh, in in Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, 
and you have no O-line and your defense plays like shit. Then you get a terrible team. I mean, and we can all just be, you know, honest here and say that the Jets are a terrible team. They They have been terrible for years. Uh, You know, and, you know, they thought that they were going to be able to turn it around when they um, um, drafted, sorry, when they drafted Sam Darnold uh, a couple of years ago. And that didn't work out for them. Now they've traded, uh, damn, I keep going blank. They've traded Sam Darnold away. He's now with Carolina. Right. And they've got this new guy in Zach Wilson who can be good. But the problem is, is they're not putting the pieces around. They're, they're getting decent quarterbacks, but they're not putting the pieces around them to make them great. Right. I mean, uh, no more is that more apparent than Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was eating turf pretty much on the regular when he was in New York got benched in, in favor of Joe Flacco or Joe Fluco, as some people calls him. Um, and then they ship him off to care or he, he, I can't remember if he got traded or if it was through free agency. But anyway, he ended up in Carolina and he's killing it in Carolina. So it, it, right. it, it does have to do with the team. And that's what I'm saying. But it's also indicative at, to the front office. Like when, when is the front office going to wake up and say, Hey, um, you know, we need to do something to help these guys out. Let's, you know, draft, you know, some, some O-line help, or let's go out in free agency and, you know, pick up some guys that are going to be able to produce, you know, where we need them to produce. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think like the, uh, the jets are one of the youngest teams. They're the youngest or one of the youngest teams. Uh, and and it, it could also be a coaching issue. Um, because let's just be honest. Adam Gase is terrible. Oh, I know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> oh, trust me, I know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I could, I could go on and on about this, but it, there's, there's a front office problem. There's a coaching problem. Uh, I don't think there's a team problem, if that makes sense. I, no, I understand what you're saying because a lot of times we, it's, yeah. But, well, I mean, we we see what the team can do. I mean, they just beat Tennessee. Now, Tennessee has kind of been on the outs a, a, a little bit, but they're a good team. So Right. Yeah. But, nevertheless, though, you know what? It's I, a rare I, win by the New York Jets. I digress. I'll and, let you uh, take over. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it's a rarity that the Jets win, so take it for what it's worth. And before I forget, fuck the Jets. Um, so we're going to move on to the next game. The Kansas City Chiefs against the Philadelphia Eagles. This game was way closer. I mean, granted, Kansas City won by 12, but it was close. It, 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 there were points in this game where you were like, hmm, maybe the Eagles can come out of nowhere and pull off a 
upset victory. And the fact that Kansas City is letting these teams score up to 30 points and stuff on them is because let's be honest, man, Kansas City, even at two and two, Kansas City is not the same team that was in the Super Bowl last year, won the Super Bowl the year before. They're not the same team. No, um, either they're not the same team or people have learned how to scheme for them. And it's, you know, making it harder for them to do what they're good at. That being said, though, my God, the statistics in this game. Pat Mahomes, boy, 278 yards and five touchdowns in this game. Now, he did have an interception, but he had five touchdowns in this game. Um, uh, Daryl Williams uh, ran for 42 yards and a touchdown. Clyde Edwards-Alaire for 102 yards rushing. Tyreek Hill, my God, Tyreek Hill went bonkers. 11 receptions, 186 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire also had a touchdown. Jody Fortson also had a touchdown. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they really did put in the work. Uh, Daniel Sorensen with nine tackles, um, non-solo tackles, rather. He had, a, my, I think Mike Hughes had a, 10 total tackles for the whole game. Um, but, yeah, and that's just, a, uh, that's just a, those stats. Um, Philadelphia, though, I mean, Jalen Hurts didn't do too bad. 387 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions, so that's good on him. Um, uh, Kenneth uh, Gainwell with 31 yards and a touchdown rushing. Uh, Devontae Smith, though, seven receptions, 122 yards, probably the best game that he's had all year. Um, Dallas Goddard with 56 yards and a touchdown. Greg Ward with 15 yards and a touchdown. Um, Eric Wilson did get that interception off of Mahomes. Um, but, yeah, man, this was one of those games where it literally could have went any direction and honestly i mean if if i'm the philadelphia eagles i'm like you know what we put up 30 on kansas city that's in a way it's kind of a moral victory if you think about it uh, it's definitely a moral victory yes um interestingly enough uh kansas city chiefs head coach andy Reid is the first coach in nfl history to win 100 games with two separate fl- franchises that are and that's including the playoffs 100 wins with Kansas City and 100 wins with Philadelphia Eagles. So this was pretty much the Andy Reid Bowl or the Andy Reid game pretty much because you had his new team that he's currently on, is currently coaching and then his former team that he used to coach, you know. Um, so, yeah, you know, hats off to Andy Reid. Andy Reid I don't think get, gets enough credit for being a, as good a coach as he is, if that makes any sense. No, he definitely doesn't get enough credit. Uh for, for being, I think he would get more credit if he had more than one Super Bowl ring. Right. You know what I mean? Right. No, I understand. You know, I mean, he went to the Super Bowl in, 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 on the NFC side and the AFC side, uh, winning on the AFC side, um, but not with the Eagles. I think history would probably look a little bit more kinder on him had he won that Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles back in 2004. I think he um, should have, too. Oh, I know he should have. Um, again, it came down to a field goal. Damn Vinatieri did it again. Um, that being said though, uh, we're going to move on to the next game, a game that I predicted, um, just because I felt like there was something else going on in uh, Dallas right now. There's something going on in Dallas, man. Damn. The Dallas Cowboys beat Carolina Panthers 36 to uh, 28. The Dallas Cowboys scored 26 unanswered points from the, from the, um, where was it? Yeah. From... But from the third quarter on, it was just literally like just bam, 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 bam. Um, like it was literally just insane. I mean, yeah, you know. Now, now let's start off with the Panthers first. Sam Darnold did do a good job. 
um, you know, 301 yards, two touchdowns, but he also had that two interceptions. He also ran for two touchdowns as well. Um, uh, DJ Moore, eight receptions, 113 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, had, you know, had a good game. Uh, but man, Dallas, I mean, Dak Prescott only had 118 yards, but he had four touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott running for 143 yards and a touchdown. Amari Cooper had a touchdown. Dalton Schultz had a touchdown. Sed Wilson had a touchdown. Uh, Blake Jarwin had a touchdown. Um, <laughs> Tray- Trayvon Diggs with two interceptions in this game, just beasting, just, I mean, just Trayvon Diggs literally was all over the field, like literally all over the field. You could not look anywhere without seeing him. And, you know, Mika Parsons had a sack, um, you know, like the, the whole team itself was just like, I think Dallas wanted to come to this game proving that they can win in spite of what everybody else has been saying. Oh man, they're, they're, they're not the Cowboys. They're the trash boys that, you know, they, they're not as good as they think they are. I think people forget how good Dak Prescott is and how good Ezekiel Elliott is. And thank God Michael, uh, Mike McCarthy is finally realizing that a running game in Dallas can freaking work because you have the best offensive line and you need to start utilizing them. Not to mention Tony Pollard also had 67 yards himself. Exactly. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I said this last week, uh, and I'm going to say it again this week and may say it again next week, but... Um, it really, really seems like Mike McCarthy has learned how to use a quarter, or not a quarterback, a running back. If you go and look at it in Green Bay when he was the the coach there, they never really utilized running backs. Nah, I mean, they had Eddie Lacy, but I mean, he was more like a third down back, like goal line kind of thing, which is okay right. is what you need, you know, but you need to have them back. I mean... Yeah, agreed. Like, yeah, you can throw the ball fifty times a game if you want to, but can you make can your quarterback throw fifty times a game every single game? You know, you're gonna wear his ass out. And even if you do make the playoffs, how good's that arm gonna be once the playoffs come? You need to rely on a running game, especially, you know, if you know you have a good quarterback, you need to rely on that running game. Because if the running game is going good, people can't stop the run game, that play action will work. Almost every time. Peyton Manning was a freaking master at it. Exactly. So. so, yep, uh, Or as Roger would call him, oh, big head boy. Oh, big head boy. Right. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah. So, let's move on to the next one. A game that I think all of us got wrong, I believe. And this is another game that went into overtime. The New York Giants, with their first win of the year, beating the New Orleans Saints 27-21. to Um... I'm not going to lie. This one shocked me. I figured that, you know, New Orleans would, you know, come through and, you know, actually, you know, showcase why, you know, oh, you know, Jameis Winston, you know, is, is the, is, you know, the guy for I mean, my God, Daniel Jones with 402 yards and two touchdowns, you know, Saquon Barkley with a rushing touchdown and 52 yards off of it. Uh, Kenny Galladay stepped up and, you know, six receptions, 116 yards, didn't have a touchdown. Uh, though John Ross did have a touchdown and 77 yards, Sa- Saquon Barkley pitched in with five receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Um, you know, you know, James uh, Bradbury with the interception. Um, you know, so they did have a you know a good you know core. Um, 
Jameis Winston, 226 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, Taysom Hill actually played a little bit running back in this game, ran for um, uh, two touchdowns on 28 yards. Cal- Alvin Kamara with 100 and- 120 yards rushing. Um, you know, uh, Jawan Johnson was the one who had the lone touchdown. Uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, Mar- and Mark Horse Marcus Williams was the one who uh, who got the interception. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins was all over the place, man. Twelve total tackles and a tackle for a loss. Like they, re- like he really, really showed up ready to play the game. Um, but yeah, I was not expecting the Giants to pull this one out at all. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, I found this is that Daniel Jones has tied Eli Manning, Gary Wood, and Phil Sims for the most games with 100-yard passer rating among New York Giants quarterbacks in their first three seasons, dating back to 1950, which is eight. So, oh wow. yeah. So, yeah, so he's in, he's in, he's in, a, he's in a good company, you know, when you got Eli and Phil Sims there. Um, you know, I, again, I, again, which New Orleans team is – that is the question that I'm getting every single week. Which New Orleans team is going to show up every single week? It's the most bipolar team in the NFL. Oh, exactly. Exactly. It's like one week you beat Green Bay, the next week you lose to Carolina. Uh, the next week you beat, let's see, week three, they beat, um, who was it? Oh, they beat the Patriots. Right. Uh, and then this week you lose to the Giants. It's like you're losing to the teams you should beat and beating the teams you should lose to. <laughs> right? I, I it's, mean, it, it, it's the strangest thing. It's the damnedest thing. They should have beaten the Giants. They should have beaten the Giants. They definitely should have beaten, um, uh, who'd you say just then? Carolina. Carolina, yeah, they definitely. I don't know about Carolina. Carolina's good, a good defense. I don't think I, that I mean, that was that, if, that that game was kind of a toss up, honestly. But, but I mean, if you if you look at, at history and the statistics, New Orleans should have beat Carolina, right? Absolutely, you know, right? Uh, but they didn't. It's just one of those like you're beating the teams you should lose to and you're losing to the teams you should beat it's just i don't know Uh, it's wonky i tell you it's insane that being said though let's move on to the next one a game that was a low scoring game despite the fact that i mean you had a lot of good players on the field you had i mean these are two good teams you know but for whatever reason it's this game was just a can I say not, I don't want to go as far as to say it was a boring game because it was a defensive struggle, um, but the Cleveland Browns and the Minnesota Vikings, Cleveland wins fourteen to seven. Um, not really a whole lot of big exciting things in this game, unfortunately. Baker, May- May- Baker Mayfield had one hundred and fifty five yards. Uh, Nick Chubb ran for one hundred yards. Kareem Hunt ran for sixty nine yards and a touchdown. Um, the leading receiver for Cleveland was uh, Rashad uh, Higgins. With uh, mm-hmm. four receptions and sixty-three yards, uh, Greedy Williams with an interception. Um, but you know, the, the, I, I mean, the defense did good. Miles Garrett had half a sack. Des Ward had a half a sack. Uh, uh, Tarkus Mc, uh, McKinley had a sack. 
Um, you know, so they did have, you know, some good defensive play. Um, Minnesota Vikings, you know, played pretty pedestrian. I mean, Kirk Cousins got 203 yards and a touchdown, but he did have that interception. Uh, Dalvin Cook didn't really do much of anything in this game, only 34 yards rushing. Um, and of course, Justin Jefferson was their leading receiver, six receptions with 48 yards. I'm sorry, uh, 84 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, and, and of course, and Daniel Hunter got a sack, and Everett Griffin had a sack. But man, again, this was a defensive, you know, game. I mean, Minnesota punted six times, and uh, Cleveland punted seven times. So this game was like punt, try to score down the field, punt, try to score down the field, punt. Like literally, it was a, it was it was two touchdowns and two field goals scored in this entire game. And only one of those touchdowns was by Minnesota, and that was in the first quarter. Everything else right. after that was all Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, literally, I mean, this game was – do you want to go as far as to say it was a boring game or just a defensive game that was like – It eh. was I, – I would look at it as a defensive struggle. No, they definitely struggled. So They definitely struggled. Um, yeah. But, I mean, so, both teams looked good. That, that that was the thing. Like they they looked good. It was like okay, uh, this defense counteracts that offense, and vice versa. Right. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna move on from that game to a game that a lot of people would say, okay, this is where you know some people got to put up or shut up, and the Chicago Bears pulled it off. And beat the uh, the Detroit Lions twenty four to fourteen. Man, so we'll start off with the Lions first. Uh, Jared Goff had an okay game, man. Two hundred and ninety nine yards and two touchdowns. Um, you know, both touchdowns were from Khalif uh, Raymond, of uh, or two Khalif uh, Raymond with two touchdowns on three interse- on three receptions for uh, forty six yards. Uh, Quintez uh, Cephas with four receptions, eighty three yards. Um, but man, Jared Goff fumbled the ball three times and lost two of them. Like that was a big Achilles heel for them is, you know, the fumbles and that definitely what hurt them. Um, the Chicago uh, Bears, Justin Fields with uh, 209 yards, uh, but he did throw that interception. So you got to hold him accountable for that. Um, right. But, but, but it was the Russian attack that, that led the way. Uh, David Montgomery with 106 yards and two touchdowns, Damian Williams, the man who should be MVP of the Super Bowl, but we won't go there. Uh, 55 yards. Oh, you think I forgot? I didn't forget. Um, ain't nobody forgot. 55 yards and a touchdown. At least we didn't. Right. Um, really, the best receiver that they had of the game uh, was uh, was uh, Darnell Mooney uh, with five receptions and 125 yards. He came to play. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely one of those games where, I mean, you know, and, you know, Roquan Smith had a sack. Robert Quinn had a sack. Um, my God, uh, Travis Kipson had a sack. Khalil Mack had a sack. So they were pretty much, you know, playing good, solid, hard-nosed, you know, bend but don't break defense. Um, but, hell, man, it was 20 to nothing um, going in. Like, it was 20 to nothing before uh, Detroit even scored their first touchdown. Um, you know, it tried to but- look like they were trying to make a small comeback, but – no, it, it didn't work. But can we say that the Bears were supposed to beat Detroit? 
Well, it's a rivalry game, and you kind of people, you know, they always take the rivalry games a little bit more seriously. Even I mean, even even in the cases that say both teams weren't playoff bound teams, they still go out there and they play their hearts out because it's a rivalry game. It's more about pride and bragging rights at that point. Um, but at the same right, time, no, I, I, I agree. But I mean, can we say that Chicago should have beat Detroit? Oh, of course, of course, because okay. Detroit's a Detroit's a horrible team. Um, Detroit is, I mean, yeah, I mean, granted, like, cause, and, and here's the thing. I know people will say, you know, about, you know, about Jared Goff and all this sort of stuff. Like, I don't think Jared Goff's a bad quarterback. I mean, he had good He's numbers not. in this game. The problem was, you know, their defense, the, the defense of Detroit doesn't hold up their end of the bargain half the time. And mm. I think now Jared Goff, for years. and I think Jared Goff is now understanding why a great quarterback like a Matthew Stafford never achieved the success. Because I think Jared Goff, Ooh. and yeah, he was. He I don't was, know that like, we could say Matthew Stafford is great. Well, <laughs> in the realm of, he's top ten. Can we go top ten? At least within the past couple of years, top ten. Fifteen. Statistically speaking. Top. 15? Statistically speaking, he's. I'll give you top fifteen. But what I'm saying is, is that he was considered. That's just he, that's just me. I can I I could think of ten quarterbacks that are better than him. But let me elaborate. What I mean is, yes. Jared Goff can now see the struggles that Matthew Stafford had in Detroit because it doesn't matter oh, how good, it doesn't matter how good of a quarterback you are, and I think Jared Goff's a good quarterback. But it doesn't matter how good you are if your defense can't play. But I also think it has a lot to do also with scheme. It has a lot to do with. Defense is not being able to uh, counteract whatever an offense is doing. Um, I th- I, you see it a lot more um, t- in today's game where, you know, they will pick a certain um, – how can I word this? A lot of times if they know for a fact, okay, this defense – okay, they got a weak side on this defense. We're going to attack that side every time. And if they finally come over, bam, we'll go to the other side. Like it's just – it's simple football one-on-one. But I feel like a lot of more – if you know this – the Detroit's got a horrible defense, and they exploit it every single time. And in a way, I don't – there's a part of me that wants to say, you know what, like I kind of want to see Detroit do something, but – from what it's looking now, it looks like they're probably going to have the first pick in the draft this year. You know, if not a top, if if not a top three pick, if they keep on going the way they're, that they're going, they're going to be in the bottom. Th- I mean, they're going to be in the bottom three, bottom five. I'll give you, because uh, you still got to throw in uh, the Jets, Houston, Jacksonville. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I th- I don't know, man. I think I think I think the Jags are going to have more wins than Detroit this year. I mean, uh, and, and, uh, and that yeah. might be a hot take, but I, I, I just got a weird feeling the Jags are going to have more wins than Detroit this year. But we'll uh, see. It's possible, uh, and it may be only one win, but uh. <laughs> hey, one wins, one win. You know, you take whatever right. you can get. What was it? What was it? What was the old? Uh, the matter of fact, it was the very first year that the Texans played. I think of two thousand and two. Um, there was a sign in the audience because the very first game y'all played against was against Dallas Cowboys. And mm-hmm. the sign in the crowd said, I don't care if we go one in 15, just let this be the one. <laughs> exactly. Know? And I was like, yeah, well, you know, if, as long as that one's the one that counts, I guess. Speaking uh, of the, that's tech, the one that'll always count. Right. Houston. 
speaking of the speaking of the Texans, oh boy, buddy, I'm I am so so sorry. No, Dude, don't be bu- sorry. Buffalo, Buffalo just pummeled, beat down. Dude, 40 to nothing. Like, I thought they beat us down 35 to nothing. My God, man. Let's let's just start from statistics alone. I, I'm not even gonna go over well, um I'm not gonna do Houston statistics yet. I wanna I wanna hold I wanna hold back on that because I want to get your true uninterrupted opinion. But I want to okay. go ahead and run through the stats real quick. The Bills, Josh Allen, 200 248 yards and two touchdowns. He did have an interception though, so that was you know that was a bright spot for, for you guys. <coughs> Excuse me. Devin Singletary with 79 yards rushing. Zach Moss, 61 yards rushing and a touchdown. A damn Mitchell Trubisky sighting. 10 rushes and a touchdown from Mitchell Trubisky. What the hell? Stefan Diggs, seven receptions, 114 yards. Emmanuel Sanders, you know, five receptions, 74 yards. Dawson Knox has really came into his own, man. Two touchdowns off of 37 yards and five receptions. Um, Stefan, you, you know, you know, again, Stefan Diggs had had an amazing game. Micah Hyde had an interception. Tyler uh, Mac. Matejkovic had a had an interception. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds had an interception. Uh, Jaquan Johnson had an interception. Oh uh, man, just just an amazing. And, and of course, that defense held its own. Uh, Boogie um, Basham had Boogie Basham. That just sounds like an awesome name. Boogie Basham had a sack. Uh, Starred Latafoya had a sack. Um, yeah, man, they just they just beast. And also Tyler Bass hitting you know four field goals in this game was just you know the icing on the cake, kind of like a rubbing it in the face almost. All right, now I'm going to go to the Texans for this one. Um, the lead rusher was Mark Ingram with 24, 24 yards. David Johnson had 21. Uh, Brandon Cooks was, the, was y'all's lead receiver with five receptions of 47 yards. Uh, Jordan Atkins had a fumble. Um, now, Lonnie Johnson did have the interception, so that was good. Um, Desmond King was your uh, leading uh, uh, defensive player in terms of tackles with nine total tackles. But bruh, Davis Mills, man, my, I hate to even bring it up, man. But eighty-seven total yards and four interceptions in his. This isn't. Is this his first start in the NFL, no. or did he have second one previous? Start. Okay, second start. Second start. He he started last week as well. Okay, just man. I mean, I was embarrassed when the Dolphins lost thirty-four to nut, thirty-five to nothing, bruh. Like I understand that that you're in a rebuilding year. See, here's the thing: I think it hurts us a little bit more to get blown out the way that we did because we're a team that has playoff implications. But right now, Texans are in rebuild mode, but even in a rebuilding mode, forty to nothing is still kind of unacceptable. <laughs> and it, it, here's the here's the thing: if the Texans' defense wasn't as good as it actually is, that should have been Buffalo should have scored more. Um, our offense doesn't work with Davis Mills under center. Uh, and and what makes it even worse is that they opened up the playbook. Like uh, David Culley said, you know we're we're going to open up the playbook for Davis Mills. We kind of held him on a leash his first start just to see what he could do. We're going to open up the playbook. Um, and everything. The kid isn't good. That's the problem. He had very, I don't know why he was drafted, um, at all. 
uh, and that's sad to say, but he had very limited starts in college. I think he only had not even a full season in four years. Did he start? Oh, he, he played. He played. He played at Stanford. Right. Um, I mean, Stanford has a pretty good lineage of quarterbacks that came out of Stanford. I mean, hell, uh, fucking Andrew Luck came from Stanford. You know, you would figure Stanford would produce solid quarterbacks, you know, but apparently not. That, so so that's that's the thing. I, I think that Davis Mills was either second or third string uh, when he played at Stanford. So he got very minimal starts. I, I honestly, I think it was second, uh, but he got, he got very minimal starts. Um, so like I said, in his, in his four years of college, he may have over the course of four years started a total of one season. Uh, so I don't know what Nick Casario and them seen in Davis Mills, but nobody else is seeing it. And, and that's, that's sad to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen how well that uh, the, the team looks with Tyrod Taylor under center. Tyrod Taylor's biggest problem is he can't stay healthy. Right. Uh, he he actually is a good quarterback, um, but he just can't stay healthy. I said this before the season started. If we get a healthy Tyrod Taylor, then the the team is going to be better than what is expected of them. Right. Uh, but if we don't get a healthy Tyrod Taylor, and it looks as if we didn't, um, then the team is going to be terrible. Um I, I really think we need to, since Tyrod Taylor was placed on IR, I 100% think that we should have signed another quarterback. Uh, because we don't even have, at this point, we don't even have a backup. If Davis Mills goes down, you know, with an injury, we don't have a backup quarterback. So right. that's a problem in itself. Now, we do have Jeff Driscoll. He's on the practice squad, so they could call him up. But let's be honest, Jeff Driscoll isn't good either. Right. Now, you do have good quarterbacks that are out there that aren't sitting on a team. Uh, and just the first one that comes to mind is Cam Newton. Cam Newton. The problem, yeah, I was fixing to say that, yes, yeah. The problem with Cam Newton is he said it when he was let go from New England. He is going to be a distraction if he's not the starter. Right? And right. we all know we all know that once uh Tyrod Taylor comes off IR and is healthy, he's taking the starting job back. That's it's one hundred percent we know that. Yeah. Um, um so yeah, it's it's a mess right now, man. Yeah. What you there? Free agent. Yeah, he look yeah, Chip's was, actively uh, looking, ladies looking and gentlemen. Free agent quarterbacks. <laughs> uh so 
free agent quarterbacks that we're we're looking at right now. Um, now these are upcoming. I want to know who is available right now. I mean, off the top of my head, Cam Newton is the only one off the top of my head that I can think of. That's that's not. Yeah, uh, they're they're just giving me uh, upcoming free agent quarterbacks, uh, which doesn't help me right now. Doesn't help you uh, right now, right? Well, yeah, because right now you look at if nobody signs an extension to their contract, you got Ben Roethlisberger, Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles. Tyrod Taylor, Jameis Winston, Jacoby Brissett, Marcus Mariota, Joe Flacco, Mitch Trubisky, Tim Boyle, uh, Blaine Gabbert, Chad Henney, Brandon Allen, Mike Glennon, uh, A.J. McCarron, Geno Smith, Colt McCoy, Chase Daniel, Brian Horde, Josh Dobbs, Nathan Peterman, and Trevor Simeon all coming up for free agency at the end of this season. Right uh, Now, I don't know if we could... You know, maybe, I mean, hell, at this point, throw a little bit of money to um, Gardner Minshew and, and, you know, maybe uh, a sixth or seventh round pick to the to the Eagles and say, hey, you know, we, we'd like this guy uh, because he's not terrible. He's definitely better than Davis Mills. Right. Absolutely. I wanted to go ahead and hit you with a, a couple of statistics, though, of how good this Buffalo Bills team is. The Buffalo Bills um, had their second, talking about this game particularly, the second largest shutout in franchise history behind only the 42 to nothing shutout versus the Browns in Week 9 of the 1990 season. Uh, the Bills have 40 point in two straight games for the second time in franchise history dating all the way back to weeks 9 and 10 of the 1990 season. Um, the Bills had 341 total yards versus the Texans. I'm sorry, let me, let me repeat that. The Bills had 341 more total yards than the Texans, their largest yards mar uh, margarine in the Super Bowl era. And the Bills have shut out two teams in three games two teams in a three-game span for the first time since 1990. The Bills have won nine of their last ten regular season games by ten points or more. No other team has more than six such wins in that time span. And the Bills have also outscored their opponents 118-21 to 21 over the last three games. Right. The, this, 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 this team is insane. Um, but... Also, Davis Mills became the first quarterback in Houston Texans history with less than 100 yards passing and more than four interceptions. Again, that get Davis you, Mills the fuck out of it. Yes. So everybody said that, that David Carr was the worst quarterback in Houston Texans history. At this Not point, no more. <laughs> Not no more. Yeah, at at this point, it's one hundred percent Davis Mills. All right, I'll, uh, on, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you. You being the avid Texas fan that you Texans fan that you are, I'll ask you. You can have Davis Mills, or you can have Brandon Wheaton. Who are you picking? Brandon Wheaton. All day. You long. have you, you have him versus Matt Schaub. Who are you picking? 
Matt Schaub. If you you got him or you have uh, uh, T.J. Yates, who you picking? T.J. Yates. You got him or you got Nathan Peterman? At this point, I think I'm going Nathan Peterman. <laughs> oh, there you go. I, I mean, hey, he'll throw you less interceptions, <laughs> maybe, or at least he'll get right. a touchdown out of all the interceptions he's throwing. Exactly. Right. All right. So that being said, though, let's move on from this game to another game. That oh my goodness, man, why, why? The Indianapolis Colts defeat the Miami Dolphins twenty-seven to seventeen, and man, this game got me so tilted and so upset, man. I, I turned it off. <laughs> I did. I was like, okay, Miami scored the field goal at first. I'm like, all right, cool. Touchdown, okay. Touchdown, okay. Field goal, okay. Field goal. Fucking, I'm going to watch Dallas, Carolina. You know, and then I just cut the game off at that point. And plus, the, what I, the 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 streaming service that I was using kept on screwing up. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, right. As far as far as statistics go, Carson Wentz had an okay game, 228 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Jonathan Taylor just ran all over the Miami defense, 103 yards and a touchdown. Um, Michael Pittman had a good game, six re- uh, six receptions for 59 yards. Um, you know, just a good game. Of course, um, uh, Neiman Hayes, um, Hines, I'm sorry, uh, did uh, lose uh, a fumble. So there you go. There's that one. But, man, again, Darius Leonard, Xavier uh, Rhodes, Isaiah Rogers, like everybody had a good you know, game as far as tackling though. Uh, Kimoto, uh, Kimoko Tare, I want to say that's how it's pronounced, had two sacks. Uh, so yeah, so Indianapolis definitely came prepared to play. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, eh, a better game than what he had last time 199 yards and two touchdowns. No running game help whatsoever. Brown, Gaskins, and Ahmed didn't do anything of significance in the running game. Malcolm Brown was a lead rusher with 27, 23 yards. Devontae Parker, 77 yards in the touchdown. Uh, Mike Jasetsky, 57 yards in the touchdown. Jalen Waddle, I don't know what happened to him. Albert Wilson, you know, didn't really have a good game. Jakeem Grant had a, had a reception, but negative seven yards because it was just it was a, it was just a blown play. Not to mention Grant and Jacoby Brissett both lost uh um both lost um fumbles. Um so yeah, I mean it was. And that's the thing. Like we got to the backfield a couple of times. Christian Wilkinson did. Van uh, Van Grinkle did. Um, uh, Ogba did. You like? I mean, there was so many uh, plays that we could have done on defense, but it did not come together. And it didn't come together until like we tried to make a comeback toward the end, but it just didn't work out. And I'm not gonna say, oh well, you know, it was because of this reason or that reason. Nah, the fucking Dolphins just got their ass kicked in this game. Um, right. What is your how how are you feeling watching this game or, or the highlights? I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I no offense, but I didn't watch this game. Uh, I know. I had a feeling there, you didn't. Well, there there are Dolphins games that that I watch. Uh, this just wasn't one of them. I fucked the Colts. Um, <laughs> right. And uh, I I honestly I was tilted when I realized that I screwed myself out of an extra win. Because uh, I had originally pegged the Colts to beat the Dolphins, uh, right. because I don't think Jacoby Brissett is a good quarterback at all. Uh, right. I mean, obviously he's better than Davis Mills, but I digress. <laughs> um, you know, at least he can score points. Um, but uh, 
I, I just I, I I wasn't interested in this game because um, right now the Dolphins without Tua look terrible. The Colts are terrible. Um, Carson Wentz just is not that guy. Um, he he, I don't know. He may have been the guy before the injury. Before which injury? He's never <laughs> played a full season, right? Uh, I, I mean, his. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, he's he kind of falls in that same category as Tyrod Taylor. When healthy, he can be good. The problem is, is he's never fucking healthy, right? Exactly. So he 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 got hurt. The season that Philadelphia went won the Super Bowl, and like, oh yeah, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He didn't play the fucking Super Bowl. No, you know Nick who did? Holmes you know who? Big the, Dick well, Nick is a Super yeah, Bowl. That's what I was waiting on. That's what I was waiting on. Yes. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, but you know what though? Indianapolis did pick up their first win of the year, so you know maybe there's hope on the horizon. I mean, no one's technically out of anything yet. I mean, we've only played four games. Right. Um, so Indianapolis could make a push, but I, I'm more here's the thing. I'm more disappointed that Miami has sunk to one and three when I know that the defense is better than what it's than what it's been showing. That's what's disappointing to me. Is the fact that they do have a good defense. They Stuff have like- one of they have one of, if not the best uh corners in the game in, in Xavier Howard. They have a good defensive line, an offense, a defense, a, a total defense that was ranked in the top five. They had the number one scoring defense out of all the defensive last year. What happened? What changed? So here's what changed: their leader is not on the field. They're they're when it comes to team sports, right? You, you have a distinct leader. Right. Uh, Tua is the Dolphins' leader. Whether you like him or don't like him, whether you think he's a good quarterback or not a good quarterback, that team rallies around him, right? Right. They don't care about Jacoby Brissett. I, I, and, I mean, it's sad to say, but they don't. Yeah. Um, you know, the same thing in Houston. Right now, Tyrod Taylor is the leader of that team, not Davis Mills. Davis Mills can barely wipe his own ass. Damn. No, I'm. Look, I know you're serious. That's why I said, "Damn." I, I'm. He just doesn't have it. Right. Uh, in that team, they don't rally around him. He can't go out there and be like, "All right, guys, here's what we need to do." He's like. You know, he goes out and he's like, All right, you know, Coach Cully says, no, here's what we're going to do. If you don't see that the play is going to work on the field, you read the defense and you call an audible. That's what good quarterbacks do, right? Right. Jacoby Brissett right. can't do that. Tua can, you know, it's just, it, it, that's the way it is. And I, I can't think of a, any other way to... A word it no 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 because no, I, I agree 100 percent though it's just anytime a court different quarterbacks i mean we see it a lot with a lot of other teams the especially uh, i'll give you recent like chicago 
The team looks different when Andy Dalton's on the field than when Justin Fields is on the field. When Justin right. Fields is on the field, the team feels more dynamic, more, you know, it feels special. When Andy Dalton was on the field, it's like, okay, is this a retread of what you did with Cincinnati? Or are you going to bring something new to the table? You, you, you normally don't know. You know what I mean? That being said, though, let's move away from this game and go to the next game, a game that a lot of people said was a surprise game of the week just based on the fact that these teams really played their hearts out. Uh, two one-and-two teams that are still trying to make their name somewhat in the NFC, the Washington football team and the Atlanta Falcons. If Washington wins 34-30. to A pretty big game where, I mean, Atlanta was winning at this point, and they were trading back and forth a couple of, you know, a couple of times. Um, cause first Atlanta was up 17, 13, then, then Washington was up 19, 17, and then Atlanta was up again. And then Washington came back and then Atlanta was up again. And then Washington came back. Like, I mean, it was, it was a game that a lot of people said was very, very, a very, very good game of the week. Um, Taylor Heineke, you know, 290 yards and three touchdowns, probably the best game that he's probably had in his whole career. Uh, Antonio Gibson with a uh, 63 yards rushing and a touchdown, uh, Terry McLaurin with six receptions, 123 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, J.D. McKissick with 44 yards and a touchdown. Um, really hammering at home that you know this. You know, they're they're going to rely on Heineke to uh, you know lead this team. Uh, Matt Ryan though, man, you know again 200, 283 yards, four touchdowns. Not a whole lot from the running game. Uh, you know, uh, Cordero Patterson was their uh, leading rusher with 34 yards. Um, Cordell Patterson was also their lead in, uh, in, in a receptions too, with, excuse me, five receptions, 42 yards and three touchdowns on this game. Calvin Ridley had a good game with seven receptions and 80 yards. Kyle Pitts came to his own four receptions and 50 yards. So they are utilizing their new weapon at tight end. Um, so this game, how are you feeling about it? Uh, I mean, cause this game was a pretty good back and forth game. Yeah. Um, Washington is on the come up. Uh, that Taylor Heineke kid, he he looks like he's going to be pretty good. I mean, you know, it, it's still kind of a process because um, that team was built around Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right. Uh, unfortunately, Fitzpatrick went down, and uh, I don't think he's going to play anymore this season actually he may even retire right um you know he has said he's not gonna do surgery uh he's gonna opt for more of um a therapy kind of deal right uh, a sports for, therapy for the, route yeah right so we'll, we'll see where where that goes but uh this taylor Taylor Heineke, sorry. There you go. Um, Said that five times fast. <laughs> right. Uh, especially when you're already tongue-tied. He's not right. terrible. If I'm not mistaken, he actually played on the Texans team. Uh, Did he? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, and he also he also didn't go to yes. a big school either. Like he, he was. No, he went he, to he, Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he played for the for the Texans in yeah. 2017. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when, so, we, when we say Old Dominion, we don't mean the pop country group or the uh, trucking company. We mean the, the college. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Um, so he he was actually undrafted and played for the Vikings for from uh, 2015 to 2017. Uh, in 2017, he went to the Patriots practice squad, uh, and then he was picked up by the Texans. He played, I, I want to say, one or two games with the Texans right. uh, in 2017. If I'm not mistaken, that was the uh, that was the year that. Um, that was the year y'all won the division, wasn't it? 2017. Well, yeah, but he was the backup to uh, TJ Yates, so that was the year that we had uh, TJ Yates, Tom Savage, and uh, Taylor Heineke. He was the third string quarterback. Tom Savage, yeah, I remember. I remember that. Wait, wait was that this? Was that the same season? Tom Savage uh, got sacked, got hit real hard, and he came up, his eyes glazed over, and they're like. Oh yeah, y'all gotta take him out. And then he was only out for like one play, and then they threw him back in the game or something like that. Was that was that the same guy? Yes. So uh, and then and the Texans got a whole lot of shit for it, right? Mm. That that's the one, man. So, um, so that was the year he played uh, for the Texans. That was the the Tom Savage, TJ Yates. Uh, debacle where so it it was crazy because i remember that game distinctly uh tom savage went down with a concussion tj yates who was the backup comes into the game he then goes down with a concussion uh so taylor heineke uh comes into the game and he goes down with a concussion this is all in the same game uh, right and then TJ Yates, who passed concussion protocol, came back into the game. So <laughs> right, because uh, anyway. they were initially they were going to put Tom Savage back in the game, and they were like, "Nuh-uh, he don't don't you do it, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's, that's yeah. gonna fuck your whole, you're gonna fuck him whole, you're gonna fuck his whole world up. Don't don't even attempt it." Exactly. So after after the Texans, he went and played uh, one season for the Panthers. Uh, then he left pro football altogether uh until 2020 when he uh signed with the st louis battlehawks of the xfl of the xfl mm. uh he he was the quarterback there um for would they play half a season i think four games i think is what yeah. it was total uh and then he signed with the Washington football team. He was the backup there last year to who was their quarterback last year? It wasn't was it? Fitzpatrick. No, it was, uh, it was Alex Smith. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, so he was the, the, the backup there to, um, Alex Smith. And then, uh, they decided not to resign Alex Smith. Uh, and, and he ended up retiring anyway. He he did. It's it's sad. He he should still be playing, uh, but people look at his injury as, you know, he shouldn't be playing. But right, no, no, I feel I, bad for Alex. Man, Alex Smith has had like the worst luck of any quarterback though. Like he had he was good in San Francisco, and then he got hurt, and then Colin Kaepernick took over. He got he went to the to he went to the the Chiefs, played with the Chiefs, got hurt. Here comes here comes my homeboy. He ain't getting that job back, you know. Right. Um, you know, just the, the 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 worst luck of any quarterback ever. Um, and he, the and worst he's, and he's luck of good, a really though. good quarterback, a, for a number one overall pick at that. Exactly. So, so uh, but I digress. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, 
I, I, I think Taylor Heineke is, you know, a, a pretty decent quarterback. Maybe maybe not in the upper echelon, uh, but he's a very serviceable, like mid tier quarterback. Yeah, I think I think he's got I think he's got a couple of I think he's got a few years, you know. And, and again, man, it's all about it's all about time and chance, you know. I mean, it. it I, I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound weird how I'm saying it, and I'm not. And I'm not saying that these two guys are comparable to each other, but the but but the the it's similar in it's not parallel, but it's kind of similar in a sense. Taylor Heineke reminds me a lot of Kurt Warner, not the way he plays the game, but the story in which he got to be in the NFL, if that makes any sense. You know, Kurt Warner, you know, was, he played in, you know, he played in, he played it, played it up, you know, Northern Iowa, didn't get drafted, got cut, practice squad, was working in a damn grocery store before ended up going to, I think the Iowa Barnstormers, Storm Barners, or whatever, whatever the AFL team was, got an opportunity there, ended up filling in for Trent Green when he went down in St. Louis, and then the rest is history. It kind of kind of in the same parallel, like he was, you know, he was trying to go. Taylor Heineke was trying to go through the the chasing, you know, chasing the football dream from camp to camp, and you know, ended up leaving the game, going back to play in the XFL, and then got picked up by Washington. Fitzpatrick goes down, and now he's stepping into the, to the role. So, would we see a similar story developing, kind of like the Kurt Warner story? Do you see a similarity in there? Uh, it's very possible, right? I, 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 it's, I mean, it would definitely be an underdog story if Taylor Heineke out of nowhere just comes in and leads the Redskins. I'm sorry, the, the Washington Football Team to the. Uh, it, it, they've been called that for so long. Please forgive me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, right, but I mean, it'd be it'd be an interesting story. I think it'd be a good story. Uh, I want to see that movie though. Um, with a, uh, I think it's called the, American the Kurt Under- Warner movie. Yeah, the American American Underdog. I think is what it's called. I really want to see that movie. I think it's going to be pretty good. All right, but anyway, let's move on from that game to the next game. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. I got this game wrong. Y'all got it right. Um, Twenty-eight to twenty-one. The Seahawks win. Um, Russell Wilson came in, had a good game. Uh, not not really good in terms of yardage. He only had 149 yards and two touchdowns. Um, but he did have those two touchdowns. Alex Collins ran for a touchdown. Russell Wilson also ran for a touchdown as well. DK Metcalf, four receptions, 65 yards and a touchdown. Um, Freddie Swan, or Swine, Swan, I want to say it's Swan, um, also had a touchdown. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Andre Diggs with an interception in this game. You know, they really did put forth a good effort. Um, and Jimmy G, 165 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Um, now, Trey Sermon was their leading uh, rusher with uh, 89 yards. Uh, Debo Samuel, man, I don't think, again, man, he don't get enough credit for as good being as good as wide receiver as he is, man. Debo Samuel, eight receptions, 156 yards, and two touchdowns. Bro. I mean, he played his butt off in this game. He did, um, and uh, you know, he—I I, I again, he don't get enough credit for being as good as he is. You know, George Kittle had four receptions, forty yards. Uh, Muhammad Sanu, four receptions, thirty-five yards. Um, you know, now Trent Cannon did have the fumble, so that was that did cost uh, uh, San Francisco. Um, but yeah, how did you? Now this game again was another one that was very, very highly contested back and forth and could have gone either way. How do you feel about this one? 
Um, I thought it was a really good game. Uh, there was, uh, you know, a couple of times where I thought, damn, the 49ers are going to pull this one out. And then they didn't, of course. Right. Uh, which is sad to say because they're, they're not a bad team. They're not. You know, um, but it, it, Seattle just wanted it more uh, this time. Right. You know, you, I mean, you, they, they are going to play again later in the season. Of course. You know, so. Interesting. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it's a strange outcome. The San Francisco 49ers outgained the Seahawks by 223 total yards. Their third highest total yards margarine in a in a loss. So you had more you had 223 more yards total than the team that beat you. Like it just shows that, you that um it just shows you, you you can gain all the yards in the world but if you can't punch the ball into the end zone, you know. Yeah, it's it I mean, it's, it's yeah. yeah. What the football field is from end zone to end zones, a hundred yards. Is that right? From end zone to end zone, it's one hundred and twenty yards. One hundred and twenty yards. So you can gain yeah. one hundred and nineteen yards every possession you have the game, uh, every possession you have the the ball. But if you can't punch it into the end zone, you're not going to win. Huh. Yeah, it's you it's, it's, it's <laughs> right. Um, although Russell Wilson did join Hall of Famer Peyton Manning as the only quarterbacks with 100 wins in 100 plus wins in their first 11 seasons, um, which is 105 wins uh, in 10 seasons. So yeah, so shout out to Russell Wilson on that one. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So we're going to move on from that game to yet another game that, man, this game had a lot of implications to it. I mean, both of these games were just both teams undefeated, both teams going in there with like, yeah, we're, we're going to show you who who's really bad. And the Arizona Cardinals beat the Los Angeles Rams 37 to 20. Now, Kyler Murray had a pedestrian game compared to his standards. I mean, 268 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Chase Edmonds ran for 120 yards. James Conner with 50 yards but two touchdowns. A.J. Green had 67 yards and a touchdown. Max Williams, 66 yards and a touchdown. D-Hop with 67 yards. Um, Christian Kirk didn't really have that good of a game. Uh, he only had one reception for five yards, but sometimes, you know, you know, Byron Murphy had an interception. Uh, I mean, just... Every single person on this team, Matt Prater kicked three field. I mean, it was just one of those games. Now, Matthew Stafford did have an okay good uh, game for the Rams, 280 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Daryl Henderson with 89 yards. He was the lead rusher. Uh, Van Jefferson with 90 yards and a touchdown. Robert Woods with 48 yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cup, five receptions, 64 yards. Um, but Sony Michelle did lose a fumble. Uh, he only ran for... Uh, he only ran three times for 11 yards, but he did have that fumble. So ain't no telling what could have happened if he would have just held on to the football. Um, so, and, and again, a lot of people were just like, man, this is the game that's going to establish the pecking order in the NFC. So how are you feeling about this one? Uh, this was a really good game. I mean, uh, 
we we thought it was gonna be a good game because you got you know two undefeated teams somebody obviously has to well i guess they don't actually have to lose because it's yeah, right. game can end in a tie yeah which is stupid i don't think i don't think it should ever end in a tie um, i agree but i digress um you know uh both teams played pretty well uh matt stafford you know showing that he is you know a good quarterback because for so long he was thought to be a terrible quarterback yeah you know um but you know they're they're not that rams team the team overall is really good right. uh you know they they've got a good defense they've got key pieces on that offense that are you know really really good um so i i'm just glad to see that the cardinals are actually doing something good right you and know, not burning you every week. <laughs> not burning me every week. Uh, I mean, right. I'm still going to say fuck the Cardinals because that's just, at, at this point, it's in, inbreded in me. Right. <laughs> Update your resume kind of thing. You know? Yeah. All right. So we move on from that game to another game that we're like, eh, I mean, it's you're, you're disappointed, but you're but you kind of like, you've seen it coming. Uh, and it's the Green Bay Packers against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Green Bay wins this one 27 to 17. Um, this game, all in all, man, was just it, it, it Ben Roethlisberger, 200, 232 yards with a touchdown and an interception. Uh now Najee Harris did have a somewhat of a good game, 62 yards and a touchdown. Uh Deontay Johnson with 92 yards and a touchdown. James Washington had 69 yards. Um Juju Smith-Schuster only two receptions and eleven yards, so you know they definitely need to get his uh, his his uh, his numbers up. Uh, now Ben Roethlisberger did have a fumble in this game, so that was you know not exactly a good look for him. Uh, but man, T.J. Watt two sacks, Devin Bush had a sack. Um, you know uh, Mika Fitzpatrick a mission man, uh, eight you know eight total tackles. Terrell Edmonds had seven total tackles. Cameron Hayward with eight. Uh, so yeah, I mean they definitely you know put forth the effort in, but man, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, two hundred forty eight yards, two touchdowns, uh, had a rushing touchdown with uh, it was, of course J- AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones combined for one hundred twenty nine yards, no touchdowns, uh, but Aaron Rodgers did have a quarterback sneak. Randall Cobb out of nowhere, five receptions, sixty nine yards, and two touchdowns. Devontae Adams. Uh, only six receptions, 64 yards, no touchdowns in this game, but he did provide good. Uh, Aaron Jones did have a fumble, so there's something there, but Eric Stokes uh, kind of made up for it with that interception. Um, he also was uh, he also had eight solo tackles, um, and Devondre Campbell had uh, nine total tackles in the game. Um, this is one of those games where it was kind of like, I really wanted to see what would happen. And again, it's, it's a situation of like, because Green Bay lost – to kind of a weird way, kind of like with Buffalo, they lost and they got embarrassed by the um, Saints in Week One, and then they just been on they're on a three game win streak, and I think it's because Aaron Rodgers finally decided to give a shit. Um, how do you I, feel? I, so I think that first game was Aaron Rodgers telling everybody, "This is the team." 
that you're going to have without me here. Right. And then week two comes around. He's like, all right, now, now we're going to show them the team that is going to go forward while I'm here. Uh, we, we know that he's probably not going to be there. This is probably uh, Aaron Rodgers last season with the Green Bay Packers may even be his last season in the NFL. I don't think so, but there's that possibility. Yeah, there's, yeah, um, there's always a possibility there. I mean, hell, he's been there 16 years. Yeah, he's the first quarterback in franchise history to play uh, 16 seasons with the team. No, Bart Starr and so, Brett Favre did it as well. They were uh, both 16. No, they, played, they, they, no, they, they were. They were they, Bart. No, Bart Starr and Brett Favre both played 16 years. Because there was a meme about it. Because it's like the best quarterbacks from the Green Bay Packer franchise played 16 years. Okay, and, so and, and he's going his in, 17th season. This, yeah, this will go into his 17th season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's he's he's played more seasons than any of the other great quarterbacks. Right. The team. One yeah. more season. That's the thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's so, definitely but, had more winning seasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. But with the Steelers, the problem is, is their O line is not good. Ben Roethlisberger is injured. Old. He's. <laughs> you can't say he's old because then the argument could be made like Tom Brady. Tom Brady's older. That's true. And still, so but he's he's he has Ben Roethlisberger is a different kind of quarterback. Uh, he will stand in the pocket and take a hit. Whereas Brady is not going to do that. 100%. He's not going to just stand there knowing he's fixing to get hit. But a um, legitimate argument can be made that because, and what I mean by old, I'm not talking about old in terms of the, the of age. I'm talking about old in terms of his body is just getting, his body is more beat up than Tom Brady's is. So, oh God, yeah. you know, it would be so like, you know, where Tom Brady has played 20 years and could possibly, because he takes care of himself so well and he knows how to get out of situations and shit like that, he could probably play, if God's willing, he could probably play another two or three years. Ben Roethlisberger, you know, has played less has played less time because he was drafted in 2004. He was drafted four years after Tom Brady was, and his body's more beat up than a guy who's been in the league 20-something years. Like right. it's, it's just because of the hits he take. Now I get it. He's a bigger guy. He's like six, four, six, five, something like that. And he's a bigger guy, you know? So yeah, you expect a bigger guy to take that kind of punishment, but at the same time, I mean, taking that punishment year after year after year, it's got a way on you, you know? Cause like, I don't even think Ben Roth. I mean, this might be a hot take and people might get mad at me for it. I don't consider Ben Roethlisberger a top 10 quarterback in the game right now. Not anymore. Because there's so many other better quarterbacks that have come along that I think have surpassed him. If you told me, if you give me Ben Roethlisberger in his prime, we might have a different conversation, but we can't go by prime. We got to go by right now what we're seeing on the field. And what I'm seeing on the field from Ben Roethlisberger, he's broken down, he's beaten up. And I think a lot of it has to do with what you said. His offensive line is terrible. Right. I mean, they're super young. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong there, but they're not they're not gelling uh that defense is what's holding them in games but i mean they just got tj watt back he had a growing injury uh you know so 
I just don't unless well and also they're for whatever reason they're not using their running back uh the way they should uh you know I mean they got Najee Harris and they're not letting that kid run they the, he yes he should be Derrick Henry esque I'm not saying he he is Derrick Henry but I'm saying if they made him the next Derrick Henry or the first you, you, you get what I'm saying yeah, no, he he can definitely produce on the field like a Derrick Henry. Uh, but the problem is, is Mike Tomlin doesn't seem to be able to use running backs properly. Uh, and he's had some good ones. I mean, look at, uh, he had James Conner. Right. Who was a good court or a good running back. Uh, before that was Le'Veon Bell. When he was with the the Steelers, he was good, right? But they also didn't utilize him uh, as the, a, a, a prototypical running back, right? If that makes no, sense. absolutely no, no, no. It does make sense, but 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 kind of like what what we, what we what we talked about on the way too early uh, on the way too early prediction show. We had said, you know, because this team does run through Ben Roethlisberger, and Ben Roethlisberger is one of those guys that you know it's it's his way or the highway in some cases. To where Mike Tomlin is almost is it to say, you know what, I'll you know Roethlisberger, this is your team. So is it more of a case of Mike Tomlin doesn't want to run the football, or Ben Roethlisberger is not letting Najee Harris run the football? Do you see what I'm I saying? Mean, it, it could be that you're you're right. Uh, it, it could be that, but I mean, they just kind of, the, the first couple of games, they looked good. You know, they, they had a, a decent running game and everything. And then over the last couple of weeks, they've been doing these, you know, five to seven yard dink and dunks. And right. once they started doing that, you, you go back and look and you've noticed that the defense is that are playing against them are, are drawing their teams forward more because they know that they're not going to dump, you know, high yardage through the air. Right. It just, right. It's, it's not happening because, and I think that's because Ben is hurt uh, and, and just he's perpetually hurt, but right. Yeah. I, I, I there, we digress. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, with the way that the Steelers are playing right now, there's very few games I can see them winning the rest of the season. Exactly. Right. Um, and we're actually fixing to talk about a team now that is probably the team that they're probably going to have the most trouble with, and that is the Baltimore Ravens. And the Baltimore Ravens, sorry, Roger, uh, beat down the Denver Broncos twenty-three to seven. Um this past week um lamar jackson 316 yards and a touchdown um uh latavius uh, murray with 59 yards and a touchdown um hollywood brown with four receptions 91 yards and a touchdown um definitely uh, you know anthony uh, uh, advert with an ad advet i apologize with an interception um uh, so yeah so i mean they definitely put in the work uh drew Locke came in and ran for uh i'm sorry ran um Passed for 113 yards and had an interception. Now, when Teddy Bridgewater played, he was 65 yards and a touchdown. 
Um, Melvin Gordon did, you know, did the best that he best job he could at not with nine carries and 56 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Noah Font with 64 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Cortland Sutton unfortunately only had 47 yards. He was a lead receiver uh, with 47 yards in this game. Um, you know, and Kareem Jackson was the lead tack was the re- lead tackler with 11. Justin Simmons had eight. Pastor Tan Jr. had uh, six. You know, um, Von Miller had half a sack. He shared that with uh, McTelvin uh, at, uh, uh, a Mig. Um, so yeah, I mean this this game pretty much, and they, and they punted like four. They punted ten times. The Broncos punted ten times in this game, just eat, just just eating up yardage. Um, so what do you, how are you, how are your thoughts about this game particularly? I, I mean, this game went almost exactly how I thought it was going to go. Uh, Denver is a good team. We know that, but, uh, Baltimore is just looking amazing right now, you right. know, uh, I mean, they beat the Chiefs. They uh, they've now beat the Broncos. Uh, last week they beat who was it? Um, it was another really good team. Uh, oh, oh, they beat the Lions. Uh, not a really good team. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the week before, no, the week before they beat a really good team when they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Uh, and then I don't remember. Um, I don't have my notes. They lost to the Raiders week one. one. They lost to the Raiders week one. They lost to the Raiders. Uh, But I think that loss, kind of like that Green Bay week one loss, was a slap in the face that said, all right, look, it's time to fucking wake up and go. Right. The same way it was when Buffalo lost to the Steelers, and now they're just tearing through everybody. Exactly. Golly. That's that's, that's, it. Buffalo ain't no joke, also, man. But and, and Baltimore ain't a joke either. It's not a joke neither. Um, so now we go from that game to the Sunday night main event, the return. <laughs> the prodigal son has come home, and Tom Brady goes back to Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts, against the New England Patriots, the Tampa Buccaneers, and the New England Patriots. Tampa Bay wins 19 to 17. However, a legitimate argument can be made that New England could have won this game and fucked a whole lot of people's uh, 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 sports betting up completely. The, um, for sure. I mean, Mac Jones, Mac Jones had 275 passing yards. He was the leading passer, you know, of both teams. Yep, and two touchdowns. You know, hell, mm-hmm. Jacoby Myers even had 45 yards uh, throwing the ball. Um but that run, but that, but that, that rushing game was whew, horrible. Yeah, horrible. I mean, rushing Leonard, game. Le- Leonard Fournette had ninety-two. He was the leading rusher for the game and had ninety-two yards. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh, for whatever reason, it didn't pop up. Oh, for whatever reason, this this thing didn't. Why did it not show me? Okay, here we go. Yeah. Okay, ninety-two. Okay, here we go. Um, why it did that, I have no clue. Um, but I yeah, no but idea. also, but also, Jacoby Myers also had eight receptions for seventy yards as well. Kendrick Bourne had a good game in this one. Nelson Aguilar had 55 yards. Brandon Bolden had 51 yards. Hunter Hill with 32 yards and a touchdown. Uh, uh, John New Smith with, four, with with a touchdown and 14 yards. Uh, now, the Buccaneers did have <clears> – <throat> excuse me. 
Now, you know, the Buccaneers did have, uh, you know, 269 yards from Tom Brady. Uh, Ronald, Ronald Jones was the one who had the touchdown. Mike Evans with 75 yards and seven receptions. Uh, Antonio Brown with seven receptions, 63 yards. So, yeah, so they did have a, a good little mix and match of different uh, players to, uh, you know, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. had the interception. Um, Richard Sherman in his in his is uh, his Buccaneers debut uh, with seven tackles. Um, you know, did did his thing. Um, William Ghoston and Shaq Barrett also had a sack each. Um, uh, so yeah, so it was one of those games. Like I can honestly say, and this and again, this is just my this is just me speaking. You know, for me, I honestly think if Nick Falk doesn't whiff that touchdown, doesn't whiff that field goal. I mean, they could possibly have, you know, lost that game. Oh, it's, and, it's definite that that could have happened. You know, it would the, the the whole topic of conversation would have been something completely different the next day, because um, you would have had Tampa Bay at two and two, and you would have New England at two and two, and then it would have been a question as, huh, I wonder what's going to happen now in terms of the NFC and especially in the power rankings, um, which. When we get there, and we're gonna get there, and it's gonna it, it's gonna get everyone tilted, um, some people tilted, um, but yeah. That being said, though, I mean, yeah, this game I watched a little bit of this game uh, uh, Sunday night um, uh, when we were when we were doing some extra recordings, and I was like, man, this I I could because because it's the thing. Even if they but but and here's a lot of people's uh, thing about it. Oh. Well, if he would have made the field goal, they would have been up by one, and you would have left like it was like fifty nine seconds left in the game or something like that. And you don't give Tom Brady that much time. I'm like Tom Brady would go, could go down the field like you expect Tom Brady to go like even if they did a even if they let's just say they they got they called a touch they called a uh, touchback eighty yards and all he'd have to do is maybe go fifty yards to get a you know to get I mean I'm sure it's possible I mean I'm sure Brady's done it time and time again uh, which he has but. You know, I mean, we'll never know because unfortunately, Nick Folk uh, missed the field goal. So, exactly. There you go. That being said, though, let's move on to the last game of this of the, of, of this week, um, Monday Night Football. The Raiders with their first loss of the year uh, against the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Los Angeles beating Vegas twenty eight to fourteen in a very very good game. Um, a game that was very lopsided it was a tale of two halves really um i mean the chargers came in 21 nothing um at the, st- at the start of this game you know Derek carr did play okay 196 for two touchdowns but he had that interception josh jacobs with only 40 yards rushing um now darren waller did have a good game with a touchdown 50 yards receiving uh hunter renfro with 45 yards and a touchdown uh, Henry Ruggs III uh, was the leading uh, receiver with 60 yards. Um, but the Chargers, man, Justin Herbert, 222 yards and three touchdowns. Also, Austin Eckler with 117 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, Jared Cook had a touchdown to 70 yards. Austin Eckler, not only did he have a rushing touchdown, but he also ran. Um, he also uh, received 28 yards and also had a touchdown. Donald Parham had a, a touchdown. Keenan Allen had seven receptions and 36 yards. Like they pretty much had their way. And also uh Derwin James had an interception. Um, so yeah, so how were you feeling about the Monday nighter? Uh I, I was actually shocked. I mean, I know the Chargers are good, 
but the Raiders have been playing out of their mind. Right. You know, uh, so I thought, eh, I, I, I really had the, the Raiders pegged to win this one. I thought it was going to be close. Um, but man, the Chargers shocked me here. Like I said, I right. know that team is a good team, but man, you know, uh, Justin Herbert, they're 222 and three touchdowns. Uh, that's crazy. It for, is. For him. It really is. Yes. So I like it blew my mind that, you know, it got to that point. But I, I mean, and he is. He's one of the bright spots of the in in in, in that the division right now, and I think I mean because just think about just the AFC West alone, you know, you know just think about because you have Pat Mahomes playing in Kansas City, you have Derek Carr playing in Oakland, you have Justin Hubert playing in LA, and if Teddy Bridgewater you know stays healthy or if Teddy Bridgewater if they're going to give him the keys, you got Teddy Bridgewater playing in that division. That's going to be a tough division to beat. Uh, especially because you got four good young quarterbacks, and I know Teddy Bridgewater's been in the game for a while, but you know he's getting his opportunity to shine more now with Denver than he has other places. Um, so yeah, I mean, right. and, and 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 that's not including Joe Burrow, that's not including Kyler Murray, that's not including Tua, that's not including you know a lot of these other good quarterbacks. Because let's be honest, in five years, let's just let's just say, I mean, l- just look at the what the. Not that I'm thinking, I don't think what this what the NFL landscapes is going to be, but let's just say just for the sake of argument, in five years, you know, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be gone. Ben Roethlisberger is probably going to be gone. Um, you know, uh, Tom Brady's probably still going to be playing because you know he's. I I believe in all my heart that Tom Brady's a fucking vampire. He has to be. Um. Um. But yeah, I mean, you have a lot of these young quarterbacks in the league who are getting their opportunity to shine now. So in five years from now, when all the, the old guards, so to speak, leaves the game, the game's going to be in great hands because you got all these great quarterbacks at our disposal that we get to see play for years and years to come. And it's going to be fun to watch. Oh, know? yeah, for sure. So so that being said, that is it, that is it for the week four review. Uh, and uh, before we get to week five and give you guys our predictions for the upcoming week, we got to talk about these power rankings. Now, I'm not going to go through all 32. I'm just going to go with the top 10. And a lot of these have got me tilted, but let's go ahead and get through it the best way we can. At number 10, and by the way, before I do this, Chip, you have not seen these power rankings. I have not. So everything I go into this week blind. Okay, well, get ready because this is you're probably going to be you're going to say what the fuck at least three times. Okay. Okay. At number 10, dropping two spots, the Cleveland Browns. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, I'll take that. That's one. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 did they not fucking win? Did they not they win? win. They did win. They they abs- they absolutely won. Um, let me continue here. No, I, I, I can't. <laughs> Already, this so so they beat the Vikings. Hold on, time out. I, I, they go into the season ranked at eight. Mm-hmm. They and they lose- stay at eight. <laughs> no, 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 no. They lose to the Chiefs. In a game they should have won, uh, and they stay at eight. Yes. Okay. 
Week two. Week two, they beat the Texans in a game that arguably they could have lost, but they won. They stay at eight. Right? Right. Go ahead. Continue. Okay. Then week three rolls around. They beat the Bears. And they stay at eight. Right? Right. Week four comes around. They beat the Vikings. And they drop two fucking spots. How does any... At this point, the whole power ranking system is void and null in my opinion because it doesn't fucking make sense you can't tell me that they're on a three game win streak barely lost to a team that most people said are going to repeat to the Super Bowl right and they yeah. dropped two spots. Get the oh, fuck out of here. I already, I already told you, you. You was going to get tilted on, on this. All right. So, if Cleveland's at number 10, you're probably warning. Okay, all right. So, at number 9, dropping eight spots, the Los Angeles Rams. At number, at number 8, dropping two spots, the Kansas City Chiefs. At number seven, jumping up three spots, the Los Angeles Chargers. This is the one that's got me tilted. At number six, jumping up eight spots, the Dallas Cowboys. Because they beat Carolina? Because they beat Carolina. They jump eight whole fucking spots. Because they beat Carolina? Right. And let me just remind you guys, Carolina was ranked 13th last week. Hold on. uh, Hold on. Hold on. At number five, the Baltimore Ravens, who stayed at five. At number four, dropping one spot, the Green Bay Packers. At number three, Going up one spot, the Buffalo Bills. At number two, staying at number two, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the new number one team jumping ten spots up is the Arizona Cardinals. Are you fucking kidding me right now? No. So it goes Arizona. Go ahead. I'm not saying Arizona shouldn't be in the top 10. I'm I'm not saying that at all. But, okay, the Bills were ranked five, is that what you said, or four? The Bills are ranked three. Three, okay. The Bills are ranked three and have completely shut out two teams in the last three weeks. I'm talking complete shutouts. Right. But they're ranked three. Three. The Arizona Cardinals jumped how many places? Ten. They jumped ten places. They were ranked 11th, and now they're ranked number one. And they say that in the blurb that it says, it says, the Cardinals went to Los Angeles and laid the smack down, Jesus Christ, 
on the Rams team that spent the week being hyped up as Super Bowl favorites. That what made the thirty what made the thirty seven to two triumph especially impressive was that it wasn't all about a, a, the dynamic performance of Kyler Murray, though the rising third uh, year quarterback again was excellent. Instead, this was a team effort based on the offense that had its way with the Rams' elite defense led by Aaron Donald, uh, while the Cards' defense enforced two early turnovers and kept Matthew Stafford-led Rams' air attack out of sync all afternoon. Basically, what they're saying is because Arizona beat the number one team that last week, because last week in the power rankings, the Rams were number one. Although I do think that it's interesting that the Rams lose one game and they fall down to nine. Like, that makes no sense to me. Like, okay, they were the number one ranked team and they drop all the way down to nine. Now, if you want to tell me that Arizona's number one because they're the only undefeated team left in the, in, in, in the league right now, I can buy that. I can even, you know. But if Arizona played Buffalo, do I think Buffalo would beat Arizona? Absolutely. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Okay. They are the only undefeated team in the NFL right now. Mm. But I don't think they're the best team. They're good, but I don't think they're the, the they're not the number one team in the NFL right now. Right. I mean now yeah. Now in terms of our teams, the Denver Broncos Rogers team dropped from twelve to sixteen, so they're now they dropped four spots to sixteen. Okay. The Miami Dolphins have dropped from 21, five spots down to 26, and the Houston Texans drop from 28 down to 32. Makes sense. Makes I'm not sense. even. I'm not even upset at that. That's the thing. I'm. I, I'm not upset with the Texans being 32. I. I, I just don't understand. Cleveland is on a three-game win streak. They barely lose to the what most people coming into the season uh, agreed would be, you know, they would be returning to the Super Bowl this year in the Chiefs. Right. And they, through, through the first four weeks, they didn't move. And then now they, they move and drop. That makes no sense. The Cowboys jumping as high as they did by only beating Carolina doesn't make sense. The Cardinals, if, if you want to tell me that they're ranked number one because of their only undefeated team, like you said, okay, I'll take that. But you can't tell me that they jumped 11 spots to number one just because they beat the the Rams. That, that right. just doesn't, you can't, it doesn't make sense to me. See, I don't but, think it's, see, it's, I don't think it's indicative because the Rams, yeah, the Rams were the number one ranked team. And yeah, you did beat the Rams 37 to 20. Yeah, you did beat the number one ranked team. You beat an undefeated team. Cool. Absolutely. But the thing about it is, though, is that the Rams, put the Rams against the Bucks. Right now, the Rams beat the Buccaneers, so shouldn't they be at least ahead of the Buccaneers right now? You know, Buffalo I mean, has been killing everybody. Buffalo should be ranked above the Buccaneers. Uh, I think, like, okay, if I if if I'm me right here, 
This is how I would personally do it. This is just me personally. And this, no disrespect to Arizona. But, I mean, if we're going to say, okay, they're undefeated. Okay, fine. Let's just say we want to leave Arizona at number one. Fine. Arizona stays at one. Okay. I would have the Bills at number two. I would have the Bills at two. I would have the Ravens at three. I would have the Chargers at four. Okay. Then I would have the Buccaneers. Then I would have the the Packers. Then I would have the the Rams. Then I would have Kansas City. Then I would have Cleveland. Um, but at the same time, you still got to think about Seattle. You still got to think about San Francisco. I'm sorry, Carolina. Yeah, Carolina dropped one after that loss to Dallas. Here's my question, and this is a question that's probably going to surprise a lot of people. If let's just say for the sake of argument, the Carolina Panthers did beat Dallas and they were four and up, would they be ranked up there along with the Carol with the would the Carolina Panthers be ranked up there in number at number two alongside Arizona? No, I don't think they would. No, they wouldn't be. I I I, I still think even if they even if Carolina was undefeated, I don't even think they'd crack the top ten. I, I don't think they would either. Hmm. But I, I seriously think the NFL makes these rankings just to specifically piss people off. Or they do use it to motivate teams to play. Hey, you guys suck last week. Y'all got to play better. And for that, you guys are ranked 24th. What the fuck? We're undefeated. Well, should have played against better teams. Fuck you. You make our schedule. Oh, do what you got to do. Right. So anyway. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that is week five power rankings. Feel Do, do with those rankings however you feel like doing with those rankings. But whatever. That being said, though, let's move on to week five predictions. You got them, Bubba? Yeah. I, whew, man, I. <laughs> I told you you was going to be tilted. I told you. All right. Uh, I want to get into just just before we get into that, just a small amount of news going into uh, this week. Uh, Chicago Bears running back David Montgomery has a sp- sprained knee and he's expected to miss four to five weeks because of that. Um, the Miami Dolphins have agreed to trade away wide receiver Jakeem Grant to the Chicago yep. Bears for a 2023 pick. Um, the Atlanta Falcons starting nickel corner Isaiah Oliver is out for the season with a knee injury. Uh, well, we got to talk about the big story. Well, we're, well, I'm going to get that. Uh, <laughs> I know what you, I know what you're talking about. I'm going to get to that. All right. Um, oh, uh, Josh Gordon has been added to the active roster for the Kansas city chiefs. There you go. I, I'm, I love that. Uh, yeah. I don't like that he's playing for the Chiefs, but I, I get it. Um, right. The Detroit Lions have placed Pro Bowl center Frank uh, Ragnow on IR with a toe injury. Um, Turf toe, bro. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Dolphins have placed wide receiver Will Fuller on IR with a hand injury. Uh, I like Will Fuller. Problem is, is he cannot stay healthy. Nope. Um that's that's just the thing. He's he's a, a good dynamic wide receiver, but that's the problem is is he just cannot stay healthy. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have released former Pro Bowl linebacker Jalen Smith. Yeah, that was a shocker to me. Like I was, 
assuming that he was going to be like one of the pillars of that defense, but they just they they let him go. Yep. Uh, the New England Patriots also released cornerback Stefan Gilmore. Right. Uh now we'll we'll get we'll talk more about Stefan Gilmore in a minute because linebacker Jamie Collins returns for his third stint on the New England Patriots. Yep. Yeah, it, um, it worked out so well the first two times. <laughs> right. Uh, Washington football team tight end Logan Thomas is expected to miss four weeks with a hamstring injury. Uh, Jalen Fields has been named QB1 for the rest of the season by Nat- Matt Nagy. Uh Bengals running back Joe Mixon did miss practice, but it is expected to play uh, Sunday. And the the major news is comes out that the New England Patriots did not actually release cornerback Stephon Gilmore. They traded him to the Carolina Panthers for a draft pick. Yep. Only yeah. making the Carolina Panthers better. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, you have the 2019 Defensive Player of the Year, and yeah, he may have not have lived up to the standards that you wanted him to after he won that award. Um, but, you know, he he, he, he does still have a few, little bit left in the tank. And... Um, Shout out to my buddy Josh Stone. He was really happy about the the news of uh, Oh Happy Gilmore joining the uh, Carolina Panthers. So, um, you know, hopefully it works out good for him. You know, um, and we'll see if he's really like. I mean, because you know, you know, you know the old saying: any, anybody who leaves New England, that it it was either the greatest experience of their life or Bill Belichick was a fucking tyrant. You know what I mean? So, um, right. We'll see, we'll, see, we'll see what his version of the story is whenever that happens um yeah whenever it all comes out uh right but it it doesn't say exactly what uh, or at least the article that i'm reading doesn't say exactly what um carolina gave up what draft pick or picks that uh carolina gave up but just that it uh it was it was draft picks yeah much. okay so with that being said we're not going to go into week Five. Uh, we're going to start with the Thursday night game, and you got the LA Rams traveling to Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Rams coming off of a loss, Seahawks coming off of a win. Uh, I, I think that the Rams are going to win this one. Uh, I think they looked better in defeat than the Seahawks looked in winning, if that makes sense. That makes sense. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going I, with the Rams to win this one. I'm I'm going for the Seahawks to win this one okay. from the standpoint that I think that I think the see anytime the Seahawks and the Rams go one on one against each other, it's always a battle. It's always a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but that twelfth man in Seattle, that that crowd, you know, it's just, it's something about playing in Seattle. It's just different. Um, although I do think that even though the Rams. Yeah, they are coming off of a pretty, you know, law. They're a pretty, pretty big loss. Um, 
I think this I think Seattle can bounce back and win uh this game, especially it being a home game. And is the are the Rams still reeling from that loss against the uh Cardinals? I mean, it's something we'd have to see, but I think the Seahawks have a good chance to win this game, especially it being at home. So I'm gonna go with Seahawks. All right. Uh Roger also has the uh Seahawks pegged to win this one. So we're not starting out. <laughs> all right. choosing the exact same team um right. next game up we've got the new york jets versus the atlanta falcons um atlanta. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know. both teams are horrible i mean let's be honest both teams suck let's be yeah. let's be realistic yeah uh I'm I'm gonna go with the Jets to win this one. Uh, I I think they're gonna be rolling that roller riding that roller coaster high uh, after just beating a really good team in Tennessee. Uh, now that it did go into overtime, but they they hung with them the whole game, you know. Um, and and somehow they they won this one. Uh, Atlanta's coming off of a loss to Washington um although but they played them pretty good though they they did play them pretty good they only lost by four um you know uh the the Jets only beat the Titans by three Atlanta only lost by four uh but I'm gonna go with the Jets to win this one uh this is one of those games where I literally flip a coin because and I legit like matter of fact where's it at well, before you flip your coin, if I tell you who Roger has picked, would it sway your decision either way? No, nah, man. I mean, I mean, it, what, who does he? Okay, you got the Jets. Does he have the Jets as well? No, uh, Roger actually has the uh, the, Falcons. the the Falcons pegged to win. Okay. This one. All right. Well, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's one shitty team versus another shitty team. <laughs> um, so. I'll just go ahead and I'll flip my coin. Okay, hang on a second. All right. If it's heads, the Jets. If it's tails, the Falcons. All right. Here okay. Motherfucker. My pick is the Jets. Fuck the Jets. All right. You don't know how much I hated saying those words. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Anyway. Um, next up, we've got the Green Bay Packers. Versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, my heart tells me that I should pick the Bengals to win this one. Uh, but my head tells me Green Bay is going to mollywop them. Uh, I don't. And, and I say that to say that I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, but I think Green Bay is going to win this one. Yeah, it's sad to say. I mean, I'm going to go with Green Bay too. I think that the Bengals are a good young team. And I think they got a lot of. They, I think they got a lot of. A potential on that team now. Um, I think they're on the verge of realizing that potential. Mm-hmm. Um, but Green Bay, man, is still they're still the Packers. They're still it's still fucking Aaron Rodgers. You know, like he might not give a shit about the front office and everything like that. But you know, he he's at a point now to where he's actually giving a shit a little bit more, and you know, playing to where it's almost like he's playing in spite of the organization. Right, um, he's playing for a new contract. Oh, with another course. team. Right um, now, the Bengals. 
uh, I mean, there's a part of me that wants to kind of go with the Bengals, kind of like you, but yeah, I got I got to go with the Packers on this one. If the Bengals win, I would not be surprised, but just I, this is more of a safe pick than anything else. I'm going to go with Green Bay to win this one. Yeah, well, I, I have to look back at, at last week, and Cincinnati barely beat Jacksonville. They beat them 24-21. Right. Uh, and Green Bay beat Pittsburgh by 10. Right. Uh, I, I think even in these t- uh, troublesome times, Pittsburgh is a better team than Jacksonville. Uh, so right. I think Green Bay's win was was better than Cincinnati's win. Uh, even though I like Cincinnati, that's why I'm going with Green Bay. Now, Roger has Cincinnati pegged to win this one. Okay. Uh, which is a shocker because he usually wouldn't bet against Green Bay. Right. So, um, so we haven't agreed on anything tonight. What the fuck? Not, not yet. It's bizarro world, JR. It is. It is. Uh, next up, we got the Detroit Lions versus the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I, I think Minnesota is going to win this one. Uh, I, I just think they're the better team overall than Detroit is. Uh, now, Detroit did look fairly decent last week, but uh, I don't. <sighs> I, I don't think they looked good enough to beat Minnesota. No, Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota did hold Cleveland to 14 points, and it was a loss, but they did hold them. Um, I mean, both teams are on the fence, though, but the the Vikings are 1-3, and three, um, but, the, but the Vikings could have won a couple of games that, they, that they've lost. Um, that being said, though, man, Detroit, again, is not a good football team. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going with Minnesota to win this one. Okay. Roger also has Minnesota pegged to win this one. So we agree. Yay, we agree. Uh, Next up, we've got the Denver Broncos at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Pittsburgh, they're in some real trying times right now. I I would like to sit here and tell you that Pittsburgh is going to win this one. Uh, You know, TJ Watt is going to return to, you know, form as you know he should have been defensive player of the year last year right uh, unfortunately i think denver's going to win this game uh I, I just i don't see pittsburgh turning it around that quick um yeah i got i got denver winning as well um and it, it also depends on is drew lock going to be the one that starts or is going to be teddy bridgewater is teddy bridgewater going to be eligible uh, for play, because I mean, I don't know if he's hurt or dealing with some type of injury or anything like that. But um, let's see. Let me look at the injury report. Yeah, look at the injury report real quick. Because uh, he, because because uh, Drew Locke did have a significant amount of playing time last week in the game against uh, the Ravens. Yeah, it just says that uh, Teddy Bridgewater is questionable uh, as of right now with a possible okay. concussion. Mm. Uh, he he. So, did if he not... so if he passes concussion protocol, he should be okay. Right, right. Uh, now they did place uh, the, the 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 Broncos. They have placed uh, cornerback Ronald Darby and wide receiver Jerry Judy on IR. Uh, Jerry Judy uh, is dealing with an ankle issue, and uh, Ronald Darby is dealing with a hamstring issue. 
so uh that that could sway things just a little bit but i don't think enough i, I still think denver's gonna win this one right yeah D- yeah I, I still got denver to win either way okay roger also has denver to win either way uh win as well so okay. we're, we're now back to our agreeing ways <laughs> right <laughs> Those first three games, that was a little like you know, this shit. Uh, are we gonna agree on anything this? this we gonna week? agree on anything this week? Yeah. Right. Uh, next up, we got the Dolphins versus the Bucks. Um, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> go well, ahead. I, I, so I have Tampa Bay pegged to win this one. Um, yeah. But I do want to see. Uh, see injuries we know that they just placed will fuller on ir um i don't know when see the problem is is you don't know when tua is going to come back uh because if tua comes back then they have a better shot at winning right um as opposed to right now Okay, so yeah, uh, it, the only thing about Tua it says that he's still on IR. He has resumed throwing, uh, but he's not um, not eligible to play yet. So uh, yeah, Tampa Bay wins this one. Right. Uh, damn it! <sighs> I got to go with Tampa Bay as well. If they were playing in Miami, then I would go because that is Tom Brady's house of horrors almost. He never <laughs> plays good in Miami. Right. Um, Although he might now that he just, you know, lives down the street. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, He's kind of used to that, that, that Florida weather. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that Florida weather. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a realist when it comes to, you know, it's like, won't you be a homer? Shut the fuck up. I'm a realist. Um, and I gotta go with what I'm. I gotta go with the truth, man. And the Bucks are, you know, until they get proven otherwise, the Bucks are the one of the best top tier teams in the NFC. Um, so until someone knocks them off their perch, I mean, they're gonna be there. Um, would I love to see Miami beat them? One hundred percent, I would love to see Miami win. But again, I'm a realist. The Buccaneers are gonna win this game. All right, Roger also has the Bucks uh, to win this one. Damn it! <laughs> it is what it is, man. <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got the New Orleans Saints at the Washington Football Team. Um, as usual, the question is which New Orleans Saints uh, show up, right? Uh, if the New Orleans Saints from last week show up, then obviously Washington is going to win. If the New Orleans Saints from the week before shows up, then the Saints are going to win. Uh, the problem is, is you don't know who is going to show up and who's not. Now, the... The Saints have just placed running back Tony Jones on IR with an ankle injury. Uh, They also placed uh, place kicker Will Lutz on IR with some abdomen injury. 
Um, so we'll see. Uh, you got Eric McCoy is questionable and Tron Armstead is questionable. Uh, I, I, I'm probably going to shoot myself in the foot here, but I'm going to go with Washington to, to win this one. Uh, yeah. I think they're they're just playing better football right now, uh, or maybe not better, but more consistent football. Both teams are sitting at two and two, um, but man, Ty- Taylor Heineke is looking really good right now. He is, and I'm and I'm going with Washington as well. Um, again, I would rather have the consistency of a Washington team. And the uncertainty of what New Orleans is bringing to the table right now. And let's be honest, man. It's not like they're a bad team. It's not like they're not a talented team. They are just so inconsistent. And it's hard for me to get behind that team, especially when you have a young team like Washington who still has a good defense led by Chase Young. And Taylor Heineke is starting to come to his own. It's almost like he's starting to realize his potential. And... I think Washington can do big things if they stay consistent, like what you said. And because they're staying consistent, then that's why I'm going to go with Washington to win this game. All right. Roger's going to go with New Orleans to win this one. All righty. So So, we're we're different again. Surprise. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Carolina Panthers. Uh I'm going to go with Carolina to win this. Uh, they're picking up Stephon Gilmore. Um, you know, they're going to have uh, McCaffrey back. And I just think after losing the the game to Dallas, they're, they're looking for redemption. And Philadelphia is going to be that box they check where they're like, okay, you, you know, we, we did lose that game, but we're really fucking good, and here's why. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, Carolina, again, it happens when a good team loses a game that they probably should have won. They're going to come through, and they're just going to beat the hell out of the next team. And we've seen it with Buffalo. We've seen it with Green Bay. We've seen it with a lot of teams who lose big and then come through and just start wrecking shit. Uh, yeah, so I feel bad for uh the fucking Eagles at this point. I think the Panthers are just come in there and just slaughter them. So yeah, I got uh Carolina winning this game as well. Right. Um Roger also has Carolina to win this one. So we're uh back to agreeing. <laughs> there you go. Uh next up we got the Tennessee Titans at the uh Jacksonville Jaguars. Um Tennessee Tennessee. I, I don't, yeah, I, I can't say anything other than I, I just think I think Tennessee's going to win this one. Yeah, uh, I mean you got gonna, Cal, I mean you got Urban Cowboy Meyer over there dancing, doing his thing, go down in Florida. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that situation was about. Uh, just Urban Meyer drunk at some club or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean if he ain't fo- hell, he ain't even focused on his own team, much less you know. Anybody, yeah, I got a bad feeling this is going to be a slaughter, dude. Like, I just got that, I just got that very bad feeling that Tennessee is just going to come in there and just fuck shit up. Uh, I mean, I think this could be a, a 200 yard rushing game for Derrick Henry. I don't think oh, Jacksonville easily. has anybody. I don't, again, <laughs> I don't think Jacksonville has anybody on that team that can hold 
big big King Henry to anything. Nah, nah um, he gonna he gonna Josh Norman about three or four people, right? So, uh, just to be clear, you got Tennessee winning this one. I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah, okay. yeah. T- <laughs> Roger also has Tennessee winning this one. Uh, yeah. Next up, we got the New England Patriots at the Houston Texans. Um, the Homer in me wants to say Houston is going to win this one, but how well that New England looked against um, Tampa Bay. Now, you know, yes, um, <clears throat> it, it was kind of, you could say that that was that that New England Tampa Bay game was kind of like um a rivalry game because it 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 was Tom Brady coming in there uh so they you know they schemed especially for that right. uh but I I, I, I got to go with New England to win this one I, I don't think I, especially with Davis Mills starting, uh, mm. <laughs> I, I can't, I, I, I can't root for uh, a terrible quarterback. I, I'm, I'm sorry, he, he's horrible. Yes, <laughs> I mean, so that was the the loss to the Bills last week, uh, was the worst loss in in Texans franchise history and yeah. and and coach David Culley said that you could have put Joe Montana out there and the way the team was playing there wasn't going to be any success on offense that's saying something i mean the team played terribly but Davis Mills is also terrible so Davis Mills as a starting quarterback it's like describing colors to a newborn baby. No one understands it. Nothing good's going to come of it. And there's a good chance someone's going to shit themselves at the end of it. Yep. And I got a funny feeling that this is going to end bad, bad. I don't think it's going to be as bad as the fucking Buffalo Bills beat down on them. But I do think that the Patriots are going to win this game pretty significantly. Maybe by two touchdowns, possibly. Um... I don't think it's going to be an absolute complete blowout, but I do think it's going to be a, a significant difference in points. So, um, so it, is it sad that Tyrod Taylor has only played a game and a half for the Texans and he is still the leading passer for the team? Nope. <laughs> I, I, no, I would say that's pretty sad. Uh, well, I mean, no. sad's kind of a m- nice way of putting it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can go to full fledged pathetic, but I don't want to be disrespectful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Roger has the Texans pegged to win this game. Uh, so, in with my prediction being New England, I pray that Roger is correct in this one. This is right. This is one that I will not mind getting wrong. There you go. Uh, next up on the schedule, we have the Chicago Bears at the Las Vegas Raiders. Yep. Uh, 
I, I know that Matt Nagy just pegged the uh, or pegged Justin Fields to be QB one for the team and right. coming off of a win. Uh, you know, no, but hey, the Raiders are coming out coming off of a loss to the Chargers, and they, <laughs> it, dude, it's it's the theme of this year. If you're a good team and you get beat, you got to fuck up the next team after you. Right. Uh, I'm going with Las Vegas to win this one. Vegas, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, I I hope Justin Fields has a good game, but I mean, the Raiders they're on a, they're on a mission, man. And you know, I, I think last week, I mean, it was two good teams playing against each other. Um, you know, I don't think the Raiders are as bad as they put on the field. I think that that they're better than what they were, and I think they're going to prove it against the Bears. So yeah, I got the Raiders winning. Yeah, one hundred percent. Roger also has the uh, the Raiders pegged. There I am. All right. Next up, uh, what I think could possibly end up being game of the week. There you go. This is just my well, one of. The right. games of the week. Okay, uh, I have I have three on the list here that I think could be games of the week. Uh, this is the first of those three, and this is the Cleveland Browns at the L.A. Chargers. Man, um, the L.A. Chargers looked good, right? They look good. yeah, they look very good. Uh, they, Cleveland they, looked very good. They just beat. The, the, the Chargers just beat the Raiders, right? Yeah? Yeah. With that being said, I think Cleveland is going to win this game. I do mm. think it's going to be close. I do think it's going to be close, but I think Cleveland is going to win this game. I think Cleveland uh, is... I mean, they're just the, the epitome of consistency right now um you know uh they they got um Beckham Jr. back right now they did lose Jarvis Landry Jarvis Landry is on IR uh we know that with a knee injury and it'll be a couple more weeks before he can come back but but they got OBJ back. Um, they their defense is is really the what kind of brings them to the table. Baker right. Mayfield is good. He's making smart decisions right now. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out here, Cleve. Cleveland has does have good wins, and a legitimate argument can be made that they could be four and zero had they had beaten Kansas City. I'll give you that, but bruh, <laughs> dude, L.A. the Chargers are coming into their own. I think that they are right there at the cusp of being great, and with Justin Herbert, the way he's throwing the ball. And the way that that defense has been playing, and the fact that they still have Keenan Allen, they have Max Williams, they have all these great weapons. Not to say that Baker Mayfield doesn't have weapons, but I think that the weapons 
I think the weapons that the Chargers have are just as good. Now, the only thing that I will say this, I think that the Browns have a better running game than the Chargers do with that two-headed monster of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Yeah. There's just, I don't know, there's just something that's telling me that the Chargers are going to win this one. Okay. So, I, so I'm going to go with uh, L.A. to win this game. All right. Roger has Cleveland pegged to mm-hmm. win this game. Okay. Uh, next game up, we got the New York Giants versus the Dallas Cowboys. You better earn that top 10 rankings, all I got to tell you. <laughs> uh, I, I do think the Cowboys are going to win this one. Uh, right. I don't. I, I, the Jets aren't terrible. You mean the Giants? But, uh, yeah, the, the Giants. I'm sorry. The Giants aren't terrible, but they're not good either. Either if that yep. makes sense. They're an anomaly. Uh, yeah, uh, they have a, a bunch of questionable. Now they did just place uh, linebacker Blake uh, Martinez on IR. Uh, he tore an ACL, so he's done for the season. I would say. Um, right. They do have a ton of people that are questionable. Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Kenny Galladay, Saquon Barkley, Nate Ebner, Leonard Williams, and Jabril Peppers are all questionable, and none of them have practiced this week. So it could just be a a tactic to get them a little bit of rest. I don't know. But I think the Cowboys are going to win this one. They, they just beat Carolina. They almost beat Tampa Bay in the opening game. They're, excuse me, they're looking really good. Uh, And as much as I hate to say it, I I think the Cowboys are going to win this one. And before it's all said and done, fuck the Cowboys. Right. I'm going to go ahead and say the Cowboys as well. Um, If you'd have told me that the Giants, I mean, if the Giants were 2-2 and or... You know, at the Cowboys. See, I figured both teams would be at least two and two, and there could be at least somewhat of a discrepancy. Um, but no, I mean, right now the Cowboys are looking good in terms of the way that they're playing the football. Dak's playing good. Um, Daniel Jones for the Giants is, is playing good too in terms of quarterback play. But I trust Dallas's defense more than I trust New York's, especially with the. Uh, uh, Trayvon Diggs doing what he's doing right now. Dude is a beast. Uh, Micah Parsons has been doing his thing as well. Um, we'll see how they play without Jalen uh, Smith. We'll see what ha- what happens there. But right, I'm I'm gonna lean toward Dallas to win this one as well. Okay, uh, Roger also has Dallas Peg to win this one. All right, now here comes up my second of three games of the week. Okay. Uh, San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. Um, 49ers are, I mean, they do look good. Uh, This is a a divisional game, you know, kind of a rivalry game. The 49ers are sitting at two and two. Um, You know, they beat the Lions and the Eagles. They lost to the Packers and the Seahawks. Uh, but those were both close games. You know, they lost to the Packers 30, uh, 30 to 28. So lost by two. Uh, and then the Seahawks game, which is also uh, an NFC West rival there. Um, and they only lost by uh, 
one score there, uh, 28-21. Right. Uh, so, but they're, they're facing the Arizona Cardinals, who are this week's uh, number one team in the NFL. I think that's only because they're 4-0. Uh, but they're, they're, you know, they're four wins. Uh, they beat the Titans 38-13. They beat the Vikings 34-33. So that's they barely beat the Vikings. Right. Uh, they beat the Jaguars 31-19. Then they beat the Rams 37-20. Uh, it, it, to me, they're they're looking good. Uh, and, and this this week is going to be a test for them because it is uh, a, a division rivalry but i'm going with arizona to win this one yeah, absolutely <sighs> excuse me sorry about that ladies and gentlemen uh yeah i definitely got the cardinals to win as well um i just meant there's something special going on in arizona uh not to say that the 49ers aren't going to give them fits um and not frustrate them because i think there is going to be some level of frustration in this game i think this is going to be a very very close game but i think arizona still pulls it off uh, I, I'm going to make a small comparison here. I'm going to say that the the Cardinals are the Arizona Cardinals are the Tampa Bay Bucks of the West, uh, and I say that to say that you have a lot of top tier key players that are wanting to go there to play. DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, JJ Watt, you know. Right, uh, because they see something special is going on there, and they just like with the Tampa Bay Bucks, you know, you've got you know Richard Sherman just signed. You and Dominican Sue is there, you know. Uh, Tom Brady went there. Um, Robert Gronkowski went there, you know, because right. they seen that that Bruce Arians was building something special there in Tampa Bay. Right. Um, so, it, just just a small comparison that that I I seen. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. So, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Roger also has Arizona to uh, win this game. Okay, uh, now we move on to the third game of the week. In my personal opinion, uh, this is our Sunday night main event. You got the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. The Whew. Bills, yes, the Bills are on a hot streak. Kansas City Chiefs aren't looking as good as we all think that they should. They're sitting at two and two, uh, but their two losses are close losses. You know, they they started the season with a thirty three twenty nine win over the Browns, a bare a barely beaten the Browns. Right. So we got we got we got we got to take that into account. Yep. Uh, then they have a thirty six thirty five loss to the Ravens. Lost by yep. one, barely. Uh, then they have a thirty to twenty-four loss to the Chargers. Then they come out and they have a forty-two to thirty win versus the Eagles, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we look over at, at, at Buffalo, mm-hmm. uh, who are sitting at three and one right now. They have a 26-13 or a 23-16 loss to the Steelers. Which pissed them off. Which pissed them off. They wake up. <laughs> they come out the next week and they mollywop the the Dolphins 35-0. Then 
they beat Washington football team 43-21. to And then just this week, uh, they come out and they mollywop the Texans 40 to nothing. Uh, I say all that to tell you that I believe the Buffalo Bills are going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to go to four and one, and they're going to knock the Chiefs down to two and three. I I agree. A Buffalo, dude, something special is going on in Buffalo. It's been special for a minute. I still think I still say Josh Allen's going to be uh, a front runner in the MVP race, um, just by the way he's playing. Um, and also the way that Stefan Diggs is playing too, man, he's been pulling out all stops at the receiver position. Um, and that defense is no joke either, man. That defense has been holding its own and the running game, man. Singletary's doing good. Uh, Zach Moss has come out of nowhere and, and has elevated their, their nice little one, two punch. And, um, yeah, I would definitely say that Buffalo has a, a, a great significant chance uh, to beat Kansas City. Now, on the other side, we have to oh, we we can't overlook my homeboy Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. We we can't overlook those people. But I'm not Buff- overlooking them, but I'm saying they're not playing to the potential that we know they can play at. Right. If they're playing against a if they're playing against a team like the Eagles, then yeah, I mean they're going to blow them out of the water, but show me you can do that against a team like Buffalo or the Chargers. You know that, that you haven't been able to do that. Right. So let's see what they do against Buffalo. I'm gonna say Buffalo wins this game. Roger also has Buffalo pegged to win this game. All right, and we're gonna round it out <clears throat> with our Monday nighter. We've got the Indianapolis Colts versus the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not gonna go long winded. I'm just gonna tell you, Baltimore is gonna win this game. Yeah, Baltimore is gonna win. It's, it's it's gonna be a pretty significant win too. Uh, you know, after what the after what the Colts did to the Dolphins this past week, fuck the Colts. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, man, Baltimore. Like according to according to uh, the the statistics that I'm well, not statistics. According to this poll that I'm looking at, 89 percent of the people who voted in this poll believe that the Ravens are going to win against the Colts. So hell, that should give you some motivation right there. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, Baltimore's got this one. All right. Roger also has Baltimore uh, pegged to win this one. Right. Um, so th- this one's going to be an interesting week because there was a lot uh, of games that, that we didn't agree on. How many games total did we agree on? Did we agree on? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So ten, ten games we agreed across the board on. Okay. That's the lowest it's been, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'd have to go back and, and look at, at all five weeks so far. Um, right. I know last week we agreed on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen games we all agreed on last week. Right. Yeah, so this this one's yeah, this this week's going to be an interesting week. We're going to see where the where the uh where the rankings match. Um cuz there's games where I picked something different than you two, Roger picked something different than we did, and you picked something different than we did. So right. it's going to be a very interesting uh game. 100%. Um you you kind of already said it. Um you're looking you think game of the week could possibly be Browns Chargers, 49ers Cardinals, Bills Chiefs. 
Yes. I'm going to throw another one out there. I'm going to throw okay. another one out there. Rams Seahawks. I think the Thursday nighter is going to be a pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting game. Um, I think that it's going to be a good appetizer, you know, to, for for the week, if you will. Um, I really do think the Rams and Seahawks are going to be a really good game. Yeah. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you enjoyed us uh, rambling on and on about football as we always do every single week. Um, and if you guys enjoy the content and if you want to give us your predictions of this week or if you just want to tell us that we're wrong and we're dumb, we don't know shit about football, you might be right. But nevertheless, uh, now uh, let us know um, on, on all of our social pages, anywhere you want to check us out. Um, Chip, anything you want to say before we get out here tonight? Um, as always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Absolutely. Shout out to my good friend Sean Thompson over at Thompson Personal Training. All of his information is online at Thompson Personal Training on Facebook. Go check him out. Uh, Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon. Our good buddy Ivan Montez and his Twitch channel. And uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much again for tuning into this episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? We are looking forward to this upcoming week of games. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing if any of these picks are going to be right. So we will see what happens. Uh, that being said, thank you guys so much. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you guys next week on another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football? Chip, let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click the bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. He would be Roger Sierra. Absolutely. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.